Welcome to your Sprinkle of Hope podcast and your host, Jason. We are so excited to welcome our guest, Michelle Quay, with us today. It was super fun and inspiring to talk to her and just the things that she's had to go through in life. Super difficult. I mean, marching up Machu Picchu with, you know, the use of, of devices that, you know, crutches and things like that to get her up there. Super inspiring and amazing. Listen to her story. Check her out. Awesome. She really is inspiring, and I think you might not be going through what she's gone through, but all of us are going through some emotional or mental or even physical struggle in life, and so she gives some great tips and um, information on how to overcome those things that she's gone through. Fascinating discussion. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host, Jason. And we're so excited to welcome our guest, Michelle Quay, with us today. Uh, let me just introduce her a little bit. At age 11, Michelle was permanently disabled in a car accident that froze her growth at four foot four and left her needing crutches to walk. By her own admission, she wasn't just physically small. She used to live her life emotionally small. The hardest part of living with a visible disability was the shame and unworthiness she carried in her heart and mind. And really her biggest thing that I saw was that she was able to walk with this disability to Machu Picchu, which is, it's incredibly long distance, uh, super difficult, challenging physically, right? Um, and so we are so grateful to welcome our guest, Michelle, with us today. Thanks for being with us. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited you're here. Um, so Michelle, if maybe you can just kind of walk us through, um, you know, how you kind of dealt with some of those issues. Cause you said, you, you know, not only were you physically small, but emotionally and, and, and you were kind of playing small. Let's start off and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I, I think for me, the most um, apparent thing is Every time I walk out to the public, people can see me. It, it's not like, you know, when we have a cut on our skin, we can cover it up, we can we can dress it up, we can hide it somewhere. For me, it was really hard to hide. Um, like, where do you hide your body? You can't, right? Unless right. you walk around with a bubble or box over you. So the moment that people see me, they see this woman who is adult, grown up, four feet, four inches tall, and she walk with crutches and her leg is crooked. And so there's always that curiosity of, oh my gosh, you know, what happened to her? And we we tend to, I, I think every one of us tend to hold back, even though we have tons of curiosity, we want to, we want to ask no matter what type of, um, you know, belief that we have, we come, we come across as, I, I just want to genuinely know what happened to you. But we hold back because we don't want to feel like we're judging people. And we don't want to feel like we're, we're um, offending anyone. But you know, the look, I, I really believe that the look that people are giving you, it's a lot more powerful than than the words that they're saying. Mm. So I get those um, uh, 
like the look that I get is that what happened to you. So I would much prefer people just come and ask me, hey, Michelle, tell me about your story. And I would be more willing and open to share, oh, this is because I had a car accident. And so that mindset of playing small came from not only it was I living with judgment against myself and comparing myself to others, but it was also in addition to all these um, judgment or the look that I was getting. People didn't have to say anything, but I can, I can feel, I can, I felt that sense of yeah. curiosity from people, and I took it as, oh, I'm different, I'm different, and and I would never be normal like everybody else. And so oh. I was playing small. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think I think a, a lot of people in the world are like that emotionally or mentally where they feel like they're small and they they might feel like they're in a rut or something. And so for those listeners who uh, might feel that same way, was there sort of a defining moment that that Michelle had that changed your men mental state or you know, how did you overcome those, those thoughts and feelings? I, I would say it's not, it, it didn't happen overnight. And, and this is true for everyone who's listening to this show. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It's an accumulation of the journey of the experiences that you go through. And at one point, I finally realized that I don't want to live my life with someone else. Because I felt like all my, all my, the way that I was living, I was living under the expectation of how I should live my life. But I wasn't really truly honoring the fact that, you know, I'm a live human being and I deserve as much as pleasure, joy, happiness as everyone else on this planet. And I think it's, it is you, up to you to honing that superpower that you have. And to be able to stand up and say, you know what, this is my life, I control my life. And from now on, I'm not going to let anyone to come in to decide the way that I want to live. And so you have to take that ownership in order for things to change. So if you just keep allowing all these sets of expectation, how you should be doing, what is it that you need to need to do in order to be successful in life, then you'll keep giving away your superpower to someone else to control your life all the time. And so it didn't happen to me until when I was 40, I woke up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is not the way I want to live for the rest of my life. Really? I need to take ownership of that. And I'm going to decide how I want to live, even though I had no idea how I want to live. But it was in that moment of taking back my superpower and say, you know what, um, I am me. And it doesn't matter how other people see and feel and say about me. This is my life. This is how I'm going to live. I love it. I truly do. And and as you were kind of talking, you were talking about superpower. So I would ask, A, what, what is your superpower? And, and then B, how does one find that superpower within themselves? I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but maybe we could piece that together a little more. I think my superpower, to answer your question, my superpower power is definitely courage. Mm. Uh, courage to be afraid, courage to be not afraid and Love being it. able to do things. So my superpower is courage. And sometimes I call it bravery. Uh, bravery is a choice that we wake up every single day and we're choosing to be courageous, right? The moment that we wake up, our, wake up and opening our eye, you are choosing to be brave. 
uh, there's you don't have to do anything just by the inheritance of who you are, the essence of human. We're already brave, and it's like given to you. You already have courage, and so that is, that is my superpower. But everyone has different set of superpower, and this is what makes us so uh, unique and courageous and so different and so beautiful because you Jason and you Shane you have your own superpower for Jason maybe maybe he's really good at uh, organizing everything he got all his all his stuff done and Shane's got well I have to fix my mic that kind of thing so so we all bringing out different set of courage or characteristics into the everyday living how we live our life And so I like to think of our superpower as the value that we bring into the way that we show up. So for me, there are three top values and I call them my ABC. So I always go back to my ABC when I have in doubt or something that I'm not certain. Uh, So my A is authenticity. I want to show up being me. Uh, B would be bravery and C would be community or connection. I love meeting new people. I love bringing people together that just have a party, put your party hat on. That's, <laughs> let's go and, and have it. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so I those are my ABC. Love the direction this discussion is going. I, you know, I think as we're growing up when we're little, um, I think we we think about superpower as the ability to fly or to be invisible or things like that. And as we mature and get a little bit more knowledge, the superpower becomes courage and bravery and those type of things. Uh, I just love, I love that you brought that up in the ABC, super, really, really fascinating. So what made you decide to, to hike Machu Picchu? That's a beautiful place. I'd love to be there someday, but that that's a challenge. What, what made you decide to do that? I, I think, it came from the the value uh, ABC, my C, community. I found myself living through plain small and I was I was not part of anything. I felt really isolated. I felt I didn't belong to anybody. I didn't belong to any places. And I even questioned myself, like maybe maybe I was this uh, extraterrestrial who dropped and, you know, happened to visit Earth. And here I am implanted myself and trapped myself into the wrong body. And I couldn't get out. You know, all these other uh, my other fellow ETs, they're all doing fine and great. But here I am. I'm trapped and I didn't belong here. I don't belong here. And so when I decided to hike Machu Picchu, it was really looking for a sense of belonging. And I remember during that time, all my colleagues, they were coming back from, from that trip to from hiking through the Inca Trail. I mean, they, they were describing it so spiritual, so beautiful. They were having so much fun camping out. I want to be part of that conversation. I want to belong in that conversation. And when I wasn't getting that, you know, I was thinking, okay, so what are some of the ways that I can maybe be part of that conversation? And one of the things that um, that started to motivate me to actually want to hike was, you know what, I need to get physically uh, fit. I need to get physically trained. So uh, that was me uh, realizing, I, I remember I was driving in a car one day and I was parked outside a, a grocery store and I got out of my car and I looked down and there it was, you know, my white t-shirt had a stain on, on it. 
And then for the life of me, I could not figure out where he came from. And finally, I sat back into the car and I looked down. Oh, holy crap. There's my there's my muffin tub rubbing against the steering wheel. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. I need to do something about this. I cannot mm. allow this to happen again because I'm only four feet four, four inches tall. So like I, I was in shape. I was in a round shape, which is not <laughs> something that I look forward to. And so I decided, you know, to take my to take my butt to the gym and I signed up and it was my first time in my life walking to the gym and you 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 guys probably use gym so you know how tall <laughs> these uh these equipments are yeah. they're huge or heavy like I stood there and I'm thinking how am I going to use these I never never done this before and 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 how do I where do I even begin and so I contact one of the uh, um, facility owner and then he happened to be a personal trainer. So he gave me a tour to the facility and I, he said, you know, if you want, I can train you. And I'm like, yes, train me <laughs> because I had no idea of how to use these equipment. Um, and I don't know how to operate a treadmill. Like I'm walking with crutches. How, how can I possibly use a treadmill? And so he starts showing me like step-by-step step how to use the treadmill. Initially, it was like, you know, very slow, walking very slow. I was holding on to the, to the side of the rail. And slowly, I was able to progress. So now, you know, even nowadays, I still work out. And, and that really made me feel motivated. It gave me hope that knowing that I could do this. And with consistency and persistency, I can actually maybe possibly hike to Machu Picchu. So that really sparked my hope. And I love the pot, the name of your podcast, Sparking Hope, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it really got me motivated. And the next thing you know, I came back to the gym. I said, hey, listen, Joe, I really need you to train me and I would like to go hike. And he's like, where do you want to hike? Um, I would like to hike Machu Picchu. And his jaw dropped, I opened and he's like, <laughs> holy, where, where? I said, Machu Picchu, you know, all my friends went to Machu Picchu. I would like to be part of that conversation. So then uh, that whole year, it was in 2015, he trained me and every single week I would go hike uh, in the local local mountain here. I would just put my day pack on and, and start hiking. So the following year in 2016, I booked myself a ticket, flew myself along to Peru and hiked through that 26 miles of Inca Trail. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> that seriously is amazing. And I just, I, I love your, your energy, Michelle, because Shane and I love to have fun and, and enjoy life. And how have you seen that kind of like, as you're talking, I can feel the excitement and the joy and the, you know, just the, the, the uh, humor in kind of some of the things that you were doing. So how do you kind of see that helping you, um, you know, through life as well as I've seen that happen to other people? I feel, you know, there are so many things that's happening in our world that's very tragic. And, and you know, if I were to look back my accident, it was a very tragic event, right? I mean, losing, losing the ability to uh, grow up, to be tall, to look normal, to be able to walk and learning how to walk again. It was a tragic event. But, you know, there's humor in tragic and we have to be able to inject some humor and bring it into our tragic otherwise life is just too miserable to live right i still have those moments where i feel alone i feel sad i feel depressed i wake up in the morning i still wish that there's a there's a part of me that is part of the normal normal society it's just like everybody else 
And so I still hold on to that, to that feeling, that emotion of I wish I could be someone else. But then I had to remind myself that if I were someone else, would I have the success that I have today? Would I be happier? And so wishing the grass is always greener on the other side, right? But, But that's not the way to live. The way that we live is by holding on to what we have and one of the analogies that my friend was uh, telling me, like a lot of my friends, they're like very supportive. And one of my great friends, he said, you know, your life is like pouring a bag of mosquitoes into your palm. And with the bag of mosquitoes, you have all these different amazing colors right there in your hand. Now you get to choose, do you want to pick a different color that is not in your hand? Or right. do you want to focus on what you have right here in the palm of your hand that you can hold on to. And the choice is, it's up to you, right? You can keep thinking about, oh, what's missing, what's bad, what's tragic, and what's um, what's terrible that had happened. Or you can look at your palm of the hand, look at what you have. And when I'm when I was able to focus on what I have, rather than focusing on what was missing, then I can bring that joy and happiness. And I can always choose happiness, no matter how how bad or how terrible my day is. I can still choose happiness. Yeah. And so the ability to choose, it's powerful. And this is, this is the reason why we choose to bring happiness. Because when I can make you happy, your happiness is going to be so infectious to me that I would be happy. That's so true. That it's what I I was just thinking. You your energy, I love it. And and Jason and I, I think, are picking up on the same. That energy and that happiness with what you're going through right now in life, the positive things. I totally agree. I'm picking up on that. Um, a few things you said really struck me. You talked about wanting to belong and and then wanting to be quote unquote normal. You know, I, I think I think a lot of us have to be careful about that because really normal to me seems a little bit boring. And I don't want Michelle to be normal. I want you to be who you are and and show the world that anything is possible, that the Skittles you have in your hand, you can pick a different color or you can take the one that you want. I just I love that analogy. And so you absolutely belong. Um, I'm so grateful that we have been able to talk to you today. This has just been such a fascinating discussion. So, Michelle, I, I believe that you go around and speak to people. And I, I just like to see what what are you up to these days? Or you have a lot of books behind you. Are you writing a book? Are you What are you doing? <laughs> so I have two, uh, two aspects of my business. Um, one is uh, coaching and one is speaking, public speaking. So with the coaching aspects, I work primarily with women coaches to help them to scale and grow their coaching business because a lot of them are also playing small in the sense that their business is not visible. They don't know how to articulate their message. They don't know how to share their stories so that they can make bigger impact. And my public speaking aspects of my business is focusing on how do I bring my story out so that I can empower more people to get up and choose bravery, choose to do something today to take action so that you can change your own life 
one way or the other. So kind of like, you know, what your your theme to the podcast, right? Sprinkle with hope. And and this is, I'm so glad because it was so aligned to what I believe in. It's that when we share our story, when we tell what happened to us, to ourselves, we not only inspire one person, but that one person is going to go out of their way to inspire another person. So we're creating this ripple effect of bringing more people, more hope, more togetherness, and this is how we change the world. What can one person do? And this is a, a like a um, advertising board. I was driving down the road the other day and I saw this advertising board. It has um, um, Nelson Mandela's on the picture on the board. And right next to him, he had, they had, uh, what can one person do? I'll tell you what can one person do. One person can speak up share their story, share their experience, shares all their struggles and, and obstacles and challenges and achievements. And that one person is going to change the life of another person. Yeah. And that one person who got, who got changed is going to go out and they change the life of another person. And so it is our ability, it is our responsibility to be able to stand up, talk about what we believe in so that we can make more impact. And that is really my mission. <laughs> love it. I love yeah, it. seriously love it. it. It's a great mission, honestly, because the more we can help each other, just the better as a society and a world we become, right? As we become yeah. more one and unified instead of tearing each other apart, right? So this has been an awesome discussion, Michelle. And so Shane and I, one of the things that we love to do with, with all of our guests is right at the end, we do a thing called the double down dose. And it's two, Ooh. two final questions that would, that we love to ask. We, we ask our get all of our guests, similar questions to these, but the first question of the double down dose is how would you define hope? Hope, not interesting how you say it, but <laughs> hope to me actually consists of four things. Honing in your superpower open up to the opportunity, persistency, and energy. Those are the four elements that you're going to instill hope in others. You have to recognize your own superpower. What are you good at? What is your strength? And use those to open and welcome the possibility of exploring the new adventure. What is a new day that's ahead of you? And persistency is the key. You don't show up and just, oh, today I don't feel like show up anymore. <laughs> persistency is the key, right? If you want any type of success, you got to show up, show up consistently and keep doing it and bring in your energy. Our energy is so affectionate that when we show up being positive, someone else is going to feel positive. So go out, smile, and people will smile back at you. So those are my hope, my definition of hope. Forwards, <laughs> harnessing your superpower, open up to opportunity, uh, persistency, and then bringing your energy. Love it. That's that's so awesome. We normally the second question of double down dose is how would you define love? But we also came up with an acronym: hope, heart, overcome, passion, and enough. Um, so when I when we talk about overcoming something, what comes to mind? What do you think about? I don't believe in overcoming because overcoming takes work. It takes a lot of energy to wanting to do something. It may be against your will, against your heart. So I like to think it as going through something. When you're going through, mm. right, you're moving through, it's a, it's a less energy 
And you're just welcoming and embracing that experience, whatever that life is giving you. So you're more open, less resistant, less wanting to fight against it, but more of, you know, this is a life experience and I'm going through it and see what I learn from these life lessons. And I think it's really important, especially if someone who's holding on to some fears or some um, something that they just can couldn't let go, rather than fighting against it, how about let's live through the experience, see what we can learn. The lessons that we have learned is going to be so valuable and that we can use to inspire others. So going through the obstacle rather than going over. That's awesome. That's, yeah, great advice. <laughs> and and really, you know, typically we do ask um, what what your definition of love is. So I'd like to ask you that question because I, I love to hear what, what people's definition of love is. Hmm. That one I have to think about it because I think love is the essence of who we are. We were born into love. And I know this is like so debatable and I have to uh, ask this question on my own com- in my own community <laughs> and people are like, no, we're not born into love. I, I believe that we are born into love. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many listeners are, are uh, Christians or maybe you have some faith belief, but the book that really impacted and influenced me was the uh, book of uh, The Course of Miracle. And in that book, they talked about, she had talked about how we were born as human beings. We were born into love. And the reason why we're born into love is because if we think about the three days of uh, Christ's uh, resurrection, he died for us, which means that it washes our sins away. So there, it's not, it's almost uh, uh, ironic how we're not born into love because he had already died for us. And so to me, love is the true essence of human being and that we came with it. Now, there's different life experiences that maybe disguise love in a different way that we don't recognize what love is. But love is just like the word normal, right? It's how we personally define it. We can define it as in a negative way. We can we can just take it for what it is. And if we take it for what it is, then love is just love. Love is love. Nothing more, nothing else. Just like the tree is a tree, tree doesn't define a tree. Love is just love. And if we can see that and see that, see ourselves in others, then we can love each other the same way we love ourselves. Mm. Wonderful advice, Michelle. So I have I I really enjoyed this discussion. Super grateful that you joined us today and really that you open up your world and your life to us and our listeners and everyone uh, wishing you all the best uh, coming up for whatever you're doing. If our listeners want to get a hold of you, how, how can they do that? The best way to find me is through my website at elevatelifecoaching.org. I have all my social media link on the website. They can, they're welcome to check me out and follow me on social media. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Michelle. It's been a wonderful, wonderful discussion today. Thank you so much for having me.